Welcome to the You, Me and the GP radio show, a health exercise and nutrition show for over 40s who want to get back to their best. Discover how to keep yourself fit, healthy and full of energy. Each week, your hosts Rich Clark and Dr. Mark Daniels will answer your questions and interview special guests. Rich Clark is an exercise scientist and nutritionist who helps over 40s thrive, not just survive in today's busy world. Dr. Mark Daniels is a practicing GP with 25 years experience. He's had notable success with his patients using simple dietary changes rather than medication to provide improvements. Living in Wales with their families, they see the effect poor health has on people on a daily basis and how easily it can be turned around. Sit back and enjoy our tips and advice. Hello everybody, Uh, welcome to another episode. Myself and Mark are here. Hello, everything all right, Mark? Yeah, good. What? Yeah, good, mate. Good. What sort of day have you had? Ah, uh, usual story. Uh, it's not too bad. Actually. I was giving a talk to some uh, GP registrars about GP contracts and stuff. It was a bit dry, but uh, hopefully, I made it entertaining. Oh, pff, I'm sure, mate. I'm sure. What? Um, how many people would you see on average in a day? Patients. Um, basically, we see twelve in the morning, twelve in the afternoon, plus. Extra appointments is probably five. I'd probably see thirty-five in a day. Thirty-five, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it, some days are busy. If you if you're on call, it's mm. it's more like forty-five. But and also you get phone calls and lots of other stuff that people don't really see, prescriptions and um, you know requests for reports, lots of other things you, you, do, yes. you don't even realize what we do. So it's quite interesting. Yeah, well, God, just Talkative. yeah, just always trying to give people a little picture of what goes on there, really, and uh, how uh, busy you guys are. Okay. First question. Hi, Richard. Would you mind giving me some info? I'm trying to help one of the girls in the office. Her daughter has just been diagnosed with juvenile arthritis. She is in bits about it, as you can imagine. The girl is only 11 and can't run around with her friends. I know you are a very busy man, and the reason I thought of you is I was talking about it, and she is looking at alkalizing. Not sure if that's right, mind you. Her daughter's, I was him saying that, her daughter's diet to help, or she was thinking of alkalizing her daughter's diet to help uh, because they've been attacked at the moment, which is affecting her feet. If she has a Coke or McDonald's, her arms hurt. After reading some of your stuff, I was wondering, could the right food help her in some way? Question mark. Is there anything you can suggest, like, reading material or relevant website perhaps i've sent your website details to have a look if you can give some feedback in any way i'd be grateful i realize you must get a lot of emails thanks alex thank you for your question alex okay um do you want to hear with my unqualified <laughs> okay my unqualified advice disclaimer exclamation mark i said that it's an inflammatory condition arthritis so you should follow our general advice we always give nearly every episode mark always said it and he's taught it to me the autoimmune type diet which we have on on the blog there um definitely focus on food there's a lot you can do and exercise i would say because she said she can't run around with her friends exercise is generally good for arthritis so she will be able to do lots of things. Uh, so that was mine. So tell me now, like juvenile arthritis, you've got to take a totally different approach. No. Oh, cool. 
Cool. So that they have got to take a totally different approach. That... I mean, Stills' disease is uh, a form of juvenile arthritis, but it also affects adults as well. You can have Stills' disease of adults, but right. it, it tends to be a more um, you get you get heat with the joints a lot more. Yeah. You can also get a rash as well. But the treatment is exactly what you said. I mean, alkalizing really is what we're saying. Yeah, I mean, yeah, alka- yeah, quite. It, yes. Well, the, the autoimmune profile is an alkalizing diet. Yes, alkaline, I mean, alkaline forming diets. That's what we provide on the blog. So, exactly. so I, I think that's a, well, your unqualified view was actually. Right up to you've, you've been learning, I'll tell you. You've oh, gone. mate, I do listen, you know, and uh, <laughs> as much as I'm, I'm very cautious, I don't, you know, kind of do this. No, I think, I think it's an know. extremely good idea for us to try that. Um, I would steer clear of things like milk, because mm. that, that's very, very acidic. Yeah. So I'd steer clear of milk. Yeah, but, I'd steer um, clear of, like, running and high-impact exercises, yeah, all so. that, you know, be sensible, let her have a little thing around with her friends and all, yeah. but, um, yeah, also, you know, Obviously, there's dietary stuff that can go on because she's eating McDonald's and stuff. But yeah, good. Um, there I we think, go. I think, I think you covered it very well, actually. Thank you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> showing off here now, but no, I don't yeah. want to get too thing because I, I, you know, I'm very aware that these sorts of things need to be referred on. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a is... quite. I mean, she will be under rheumatology. It, it, there, it's not a common illness. In our practice, we've got one girl with it. Mm. It's not common. Um, very difficult to get an 11 year old to stick to a diet as well of course it is it's yeah. extremely difficult and she will rebel against it the only way i can see it working working is if she can be convinced to try it for like a month and say look try it for a month see if and, and give her a reward system that you will be able to run around you will we, we, we will go to the center we'll do things you like to do if you stick to this diet because you're going to have to do something to reward her because she will yeah. rebel against that yeah and, and to that i you know I've battled with this myself with a lot of clients for years in that immediately you, you list the foods they can eat and, and immediately think, oh, freaking rabbit food, this is a load of crap, you know. I can't stick to this for very long. And that's the instinctive response when you show people, like you say, oh, no no dairy, no legumes, no this. And that. But I've got a cookbook, and it's not, I'm not here to sell a cookbook or anything like that, uh, believe you me, but it's got loads of cool recipes in it, and you can find tons and tons of cool recipes which are clean, and tasty and yes you might not have all the ingredients the first time you make them but i can tell you now as soon as you learn that recipe it'll just come straight off the cuff and it'll be another uh, kind of one up your sleeve there and you you can um have a tasty interesting diet i believe no matter what um, well, I, I have to say that since my wife and i have, have st- used this diet we cook far better food mm. it's not more expensive because we use you know, real ingredients. We don't buy pre-packed foods, which are more expensive. Mm. And if you if you have ingredients in the house, what we do, we're running low. We have ingredients in the house. We just Google. We, if we had, say, I don't know, ham and cheese, yeah. we would Google paleo ham and cheese. Ah. It will come up with a recipe with ham and cheese in it, but it's fantastic. And a few spices. Once you get a few spices together, yeah. you know, you will get some superb recipes, and you you mm. get a a sort of a group of uh, recipes that you think are absolutely delicious Fantastic. and it's far better now than we ever did where we could eat all the sort of you know carbohydrates we wanted to yeah fantastic advice that's a really good tip uh, and the thought of doing that brilliant and uh, <clears throat> same here like my you know i wrote an article i didn't even eat an avocado until i was over 30 years old i don't know whether i mentioned it before but <clears throat> my nutritional what i call <clears throat> excuse me my nutritional iq was very low and there's a lot of people in wales who I'd say also have a very low nutritional IQ. And 
it's just opening your eyes a tiny little bit more and, and, and just expanding and trying a few different things. But, you know, we've got things like garam masala in the house now and we've got kind of um, chili paste and we've got... And these things, if i got a breast of chicken now, or I've got, I can do something in five minutes. Boom, because I've got these kind of things in the larder. So for me, that was a big kind of thing. And, and you know, that's that's pretty much... Uh, my my kind of experience on it we've as you say you know naturally now eating better cooking homemade meatballs and healthy curries and they're still you know normal family meals but they're all good quality stuff so brilliant cool all right mark with that one yeah good okay next question so that was uh, from alex thank you alex for that question hi uh, next question from samantha wink wink in brackets uh, he struck she will know what I mean hi got a question for the show I've recently started to change my products to chemical free products for example toothpaste shower gel shampoo soap when I tell my friends and family about this they look at me as if I'm bonkers I feel great for doing this and will continue to use the product for years to come I just wanted to know what your take on going chemical free is if you think it's worthwhile uh, what the response you've had and uh, something along those lines uh, he said kiss kiss okay thank you sam Anther. okay we mark yeah. you, are you chemical free or like kind of on all that sort of stuff i try but it's, it's not i'm bpa free yes I certainly don't have any any plastic things i never never i mean i take food in a in a bpa free uh, container to work and I take it out of that BPA free container and put it into a bowl, uh, to cook because anything you microwave, if it's, in a, if it's in any sort of plastic container, it's going to have some problems. Mm -hmm. I, I try and avoid, uh, zenoestrons as much as I can because I'm a bloke and I, I certainly don't want any zenoestrons in me. Um, I mean, they're, they're all out, they're ubiquitous, they're in your carpets, they're everywhere. Yes. Uh, I try and avoid them. Um, that's about all I do. I, I do use toothpaste, I've got to admit. I, I don't use any special toothpaste. I, I don't use any cosmetics because I'm a bloke. Mm. But that, I mean, that's the real problem. I mean, it, yeah. it's, it's even blokes now moisturizing and all sorts of stuff. They're full of all sorts of stuff you don't really want to go near. So yeah, I'm very keen on people keeping away from all the, the chemicals. I mean, Phil Richards goes on about the 700 uh, poisons that are in our system at any one time. I, I can see that. I mean... Mm. You know, we live in a toxic environment, so I, I'm all for anyone who can, can, has the sort of uh, tenacity to go chemical free. Yeah, well, I've you know, with Samuel, I, I can kind of relate, and I I can feel what he, he is. People do think you're weird when you start talking about this stuff. And I remember when I was really young, my uncle said to me, "Hey, you don't want to use that deodorant under your arms." He said, "It's it'll give you cancer," and I just thought my uncle's a nutter. You know, and now here I am, like maybe ten years later or fifteen years later, you know, pretty much telling people the same thing. That shit does give you cancer. So I have kind of felt that resistance then from your friends and family and things like that. But ultimately, who cares? I, you know, I don't really, you know, kind of put it in people's faces as it were anymore. I just kind of get on with doing my own thing. And you know, if people want to know what I do, they'll ask me. But I don't tell anybody things. But for the purpose of the conversation i again like you say because we blokes it's a piece of cake for girls it's tough because you've got like my wife's got a drawer full of stuff that's like about the size of maybe 250 pence pieces with a little lid on it and it costs about 50 quid 
Uh, and there's a few hundred of those in each of your drawers and all these little things. They're all made from petrochemicals. And petrochemicals are going to affect your body. They're going to clog up your fat cells. They're going to screw with your, your hormones, uh, with the, the, the hormone mimicking effect that some of these chemicals have. So th there's a, there's a whole list of nasty things that go on with them. But the, what I use, I use green people roll on underarm deodorant. I use, um, oh, it's called, let me just have a little open this door and I can look here. What soap it is now? Oh, that's it. Faith in nature soap. And that's natural. And then I use aloe dent. So I use that soap for my whole body. Then I use aloe dent toothpaste and things like that. And aloe dent mouthwash. And that's me all taken care of, like Mark said, because we're blokes and we're easy. So great. But yeah, Sam, I know what it's like, mate, but crack on, stick with it. Your liver and your body will thank you for it. Cool. Oh, and, I, and uh, 10 points for Mark for using the word ubiquitous. <laughs> I didn't even kind of know that word uh, before you said it, but uh, happy days. Good. Okay, dudes. What have we got here? Right, next question. Two to go on this episode. Okay, hi, Rich. This is from Paula Murphy from uh, Sketty T. Coke area of Swansea. Paula goes to the gym I go to. Hi, Rich. What are your thoughts on the 30-day ab challenge, Paula Murphy? Okay, Mark, uh, do you want to... I have nothing. No, not really. Okay, right. I would say with all these physical challenges, you know, it's an ab challenge. I'm presuming it's there to target your abdominals. So being a physical kind of project to attack an area of your body which really is not going to respond to a physical thing as well as it's going to respond to a nutritional thing if you're with me so what i would say if, to remind people every every 10 pound you lose eight pound of that's going to be from diet two pound of that's going to be from exercise or from your ab transformation so unless the ab transformation comes with a healthy diet then you know don't bother why would you want, this is my first question, a, a next question, I suppose, why would you want really sort of strong abs? Unless you've got a sporting reason for it or some kind of reason. But if it's for six-pack reasons, then most people, a six-pack is, is, is a little bit less, like a more diet, but also it does take a bit more training. Uh, but no, no, most people doing this ab challenge, I would say trying to get a slimmer waist, just, you know, do the basics with your food, guys. Just get the basics right. You Most people will lose weight because most people don't get the basics right. And uh, you know the basics probably now. Just cut out the crap, really, um, in, a, in a nutshell. Uh, that would, would help a lot of people. So, yeah, you know, don't bother with these challenges. Um, that said, I have to say, sometimes, like Mark did a 90-day challenge, and that led to other things. So if this is your gateway... Two other things, then I ain't gonna knock it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's what you do after. It's, it's what, yeah. And then you do, I mean, I did a, um, a hundred day, um. Yeah, the body, by, yeah. No, no, the body for life, but I did, body for I did life. a hundred day pull up thing, just, just because I, my pull ups were rubbish. Yeah. I thought, right, I'm gonna get good at pull ups. Yeah. So I did one the first day, two the second day, and so on. Yeah. And I had to do it every day for a hundred days. And I did it, and by the end of it, I was good at pull ups. So that yes. changed my ability to do pull ups. Mm. Uh, sometimes it, it, it just keeps you interested yeah. in doing something. Totally. It gives you, gives you a, some motivation. Yeah. So, and I yeah. do the push-up app. 
myself because I love push-ups, always have, and they keep me in good shape. So if they are going to have a legacy, they're worth it. But if you're going to bounce from one transformation, I write about this, I think, this week, or I wrote about it last week on the blog. If you're going to bounce from one thing to another, just use it to lose a quick stone and then go back to the way you were, don't even waste my time. I don't want to work with people like that. I don't want to just get some positive permanent changes in place. Change your breakfast, make it permanent, boom. Pick three recipes that you can rotate your breakfast through, nail breakfast. Square it away, seal it off, that's done. Move on to something else. And just do things gradual. And, and, and it's better to do it over six months and 12 months like that than to do a, a, a seven-day freaking detox or a, or a 21-day transformation or a 30-day ab challenge. You know, it's just... I, I see that with a lot of young people. I don't know about you, Mark, that they want this quick, quick thing. But lucky for me, I work with a lot of older people and they, they're like with it. They understand the real reality of life and anything worth having takes a bit of time yeah absolutely i mean is, is it, there are some good apps out there i use one called lift have you ever seen lift no i haven't and as i say i love loads of these apps but it's, if they leave a legacy but yeah go on tell me about lift basically it's um it's an app that says you can do it you can do anything really there, there is a, a thing for if you want to run it's a, there's a running thing if there's a you want to do squats there's a squat thing if you want to do meditation there's a meditation one if you want to do, I mean, I do a flexibility. I, I do vitamin D every day, so I have to take. I've done vitamin D because I always forget the, the sodding stuff. And so, every, so half past seven at night, I think, well, what have I done today? Of my sort of things I should do. Have I done my squats? Have I done my meditation? Have I done my uh, flexibility? Have I done my vitamin D? And it's just like a little checklist, and it's great because you can, and people, uh, you can have sort of forgiveness, or you can have anything on yes. it. it's, it's one for everything and it ends up being a little checklist of things oh i haven't done my sort of for gratitude or whatever yeah. and i just do these things and it becomes a habit yeah. so there are things out there that can make you as long as it becomes a habit it's worth doing if it doesn't become a habit it's a waste of time yeah good good and, and with regards to what he was saying there about like gratitude and stuff like that some people like myself when i was younger and, and even stupider than i am now i'd scoff at stuff like that. i'd be like what, what are you on about? Are you some sort of weird like hippie or something like that? But let me tell you guys, I do this stuff now and I was taught it and, and I've embraced it. And I, It's amazing that how you can be grumpy and you can use these different tools to fix your mood and to fix your brain. Then it's wonderful. Just think sometimes. My uncle now, God rest his soul, he's passed away, but he was a great man. And... He said to me, he said, Rich, he said, when you're lying in bed in the morning, he said, what do you think about? And I said, oh, you know, what I got on that day and, you know, all. He said, does it end up being like a bit negative? And I said, oh, yeah, usually I'm thinking about like, you know, oh, can I, what time am I going to get home? And, you know, all that sort of thing. I'm thinking at the end of the day sort of thing, you know, I just want to get through it. And he said, right. He said, you've got to cut that out. He said, you can't wake up with negative thoughts every day. He said, what you've got to do. He said, lie there. He said, think of somebody you love. He said, I'll think of something that makes you happy. He said, as soon as you've got that thought in your head, don't hang about. He said, just, that was me clapping my hands. And that's what he'd done. He said, just, he said, get out of bed. He said, and go with that thought in your head. And I tell you what, I th again, you know, these things, people say, to you, oh, whatever. Over time, that's how I start my day, mate. That is, 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 is such a powerful thing. And you, you really are, or you really can be in control of your brain and you can control it rather than it controlling you so that's that stuff's valuable mark you you obviously do it 
Yeah, I do. Yeah, brilliant. Great. There we are. I can feel the, the enthusiasm coming there and the passion. Right. Last question for this episode. Hi, Rich and Mark. Oh, it was for me this one, but it'll be for you too. There are sweet potatoes in some of your recipes. Can I eat these? Question mark. Also, can I eat peanut butter if it's 95% peanuts? Thanks, Nick Maddick. What would you say, Mark, to that? Uh, basically, peanut. I mean, we've all heard of peanut allergy, all mm. right? Mm. So, I mean, it didn't, it, the funny thing is, it didn't exist when I was a kid. Yeah. No one had peanut allergy. Now everyone seems to have it. My daughter's a teacher, and she wore EpiPens in her class than anything else. She wore EpiPens, and she got pencils. So, but there is something in it. I mean, peanuts are legumes. For a start, they're not nuts. They're legumes, Good. all right? And... Basically, they have toxins on them, all right? And they are not, they're not as bad as gluten. I mean, they're, they're down the line from gluten. They are a poor source of protein, and they, they've got a lot of carbohydrates. So I, I yeah. call them third-world proteins, basically, yeah. all the legumes. Yeah. And if you're vegetarian, you haven't got much choice. You have to eat legumes because yeah. you ain't got much else. Yeah. But if you're not a vegetarian, you can, you can avoid legumes. If you sprout them or ferment them, they're not so bad, all right? Because they get rid of the harmful lectins and phytic acid that's contained in them. But as a whole, I would avoid most legumes, especially peanuts. The peanuts have got something. I mean, there's been mutants. This, this thing called aflatoxin is the thing that causes an allergic reaction in peanuts. So I, I personally, I would go for. Um, uh, I use almond butter. Yeah. If I fancy something like uh, peanut butter, I would go with almond butter. It's, yeah. it's a proper nut, and it won't give you any uh, any phytins uh, or any other sort of uh, lectins or anything like that. So yeah. that's the way I go. Yeah, there's there's tons of of nut butters out there, so definitely try one of those instead of the peanut butter, Nick. Which I I kind of pinged that one back quick because it was a quick answer. Again, Nick trains in the gym with me in Tikoch and Swansea, and we have another part of the questions about the sweet potatoes now. With the sweet potatoes, I know a bit more. Nick's goals are weight loss, as as probably the majority of people are, if if it's safe to say that. I think it is. In a nutshell, people get confused about carbs and, and they say things like, oh, the thing is, like, there we are, and the thing with peanut butter. Peanut butter's healthy, Mark. Sweet potatoes are healthy, Mark, and rice. You know, and this is what people are coming in and saying that to me, and I think they're probably saying it to you. And in a way, they're right. They're not unhealthy, so it's not like chips or, you know, it's it's not like kind of, you know, uh, eating butter, God forbid, you know, we've put that one a bed. So so people have got these ideas in their head. These foods are healthy, peanut butter being one of them. It's not. So the sweet potatoes also, they're a carb. They're still a carb. So although they've got this reputation for being more of a health food, although my dad says they used to feed them to the pigs when he was little, they used to go up the field and pinch them from the field when they didn't have no food. So they've become more fashionable over the years. But they're still a carb and they are going to spike your blood sugar and they are going to leave you with insulin in the system and that's going to leave that environment which is very conducive to growth. So, rule of thumb for your carbs, if you've got a lot of body fat to lose, low to no carbs because you will get carbohydrates through your vegetables and things like that in. If you're lean and you're active, more carbs. And that's pretty much it. So, carbs are not needed if your body fat is high and you want to get it down. So if your body fat's kind of 20 or over, then you don't need so many carbs. If it's under 20%, you can start to maybe carb cycle. And then if you're getting down to under 15%, 
you need to be looking at carbs uh, on a on a daily basis. So yeah, that's it. That's with the carbs and the the peanut butter there for Nicholas. So the, can I add something into that? Of course, man. Yeah, I mean, if you want, even if you're sort of lean, or at least like fairly lean, carbs mainly is best after exercise. Oh yeah, you definitely. They be used after exercise. The thing I tell people who are overweight is eat. If you eat vegetables, eat vegetables that grow above the ground rather than grow below the ground. Yeah. And if you use that as a rule of thumb, if you're overweight, you won't go wrong. If you eat your broccoli and your um, uh, brassicas and your you know yeah. cauliflower, but leave off the sweet potatoes, potatoes, carrots, sweet, yeah, sweet, you will parsnips, do better because yeah. they're, they're higher in carbohydrate than the, the vegetables that grow above the ground. So I would eat vegetables. If you're overweight, vegetables grow above the ground. If you're a normal weight, I would eat your carbs. Put all your carbs in after exercise because that's when you need them. Yeah, definitely. Uh, they are activity dependent, guys. All right. So um, manage the, the carbohydrate intake there. But as Mark says, you can you can get away with a bit more post-exercise. I think we mentioned that on the previous podcast. Oh, yeah. Cool. All right. That's that episode. Uh, another good one. 25 minutes of absolute gold, Mr. Daniels. So there we are. We'll wrap that one up. Anything to add? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I think that was cool. a good one. All right, cool. I'll um, put the that one in the can, and uh, we'll speak to people next episode. Next episode, guys, it's all about hormones and tender breasticles and PMS and hormones and all female stuff, and Mark is going to give you some cool stuff, ladies. So, yeah, see you on the next episode. Bye, bye, bye. You, Me and the GP Radio Show is intended for general information purposes and is not meant to diagnose, treat or cure any disease. It is not designed to provide specific advice and anyone with a medical problem should seek the advice from their own doctor. Please note, we accept absolutely no responsibility if you turn into a fitter, stronger, more energetic and all-round better version of yourself. To get the show notes, just head on over to richard-clark.co.uk.